Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Hey, there we go, and we are recording. Hey, I have on the phone, I'm excited to have you guys on too, but I have got on the phone, I have Sam and Brad Bridges, brothers out of Texas. How are you guys doing? We're good. Doing well. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. It's so good to have you guys on. Um, I guess just to kind of talk about it for the listeners and what, what they can kind of expect, you guys, and, and I want I to briefly talk about this, but then get into your guys' backgrounds, and then we'll catch back up to it. But you guys have recently brought a, like, had a concept of a product for the, indir- or the restoration industry, and you built prototypes, and you made it, and you got it into distribution, and... Like you guys, you guys are doing it. You guys came out with a product, came with your idea and brought it all the way to market and, uh, and other contractors can get it now. Yes. That is, that's good. Yeah, so, so, so what we have is we, we, we brought three products to market. Okay. We have a, uh, we, we have a, an alternative to lay flat that we call fast flat. Okay. And uh, fast flat is a reusable uh, tubing that connects to your dehumidifiers or your, uh, air movers. Yep. And instead of taking five to eight minutes to set up traditional plastic lay flat, our fast flat takes literally three to five seconds. Oh, it's awesome. It comes in a variety of colors. We can brand logos. Uh, it's reusable, it's washable and, you know, set it up off and running. Bam. There's your brand awareness and, and it also functions. No, I love it. And it's, you know, when, uh, when I kind of, when I saw your guys' product and I met you, Sam, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a branding guy, a colors guy. I've, uh, the logos, I love all that stuff. And you guys were doing it too. And I, it, I think the product just looked, it looked really good. And, and uh, I mean, it just visually, I was like, wow, this, you know, this is, it, it looks good. It's quality. It was awesome. You guys had me right from the start. We appreciate that. <laughs> so now yeah, we're we had really good response. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'm I'm sure you guys are. Uh, I know that's one thing that I've even seen with our stuff is you know if you can put somebody's logo on it, it kind of it it gets exciting for them. And and for me, you know, anytime I can put my logo on something and and get that brand awareness out there, it's it's huge for for our company too. Yeah, yeah. So so a little bit. I know Jared. We're going to talk about our background, but one one of the things about the brand awareness is so. We started in the restoration industry in 1980, and we were an independent uh, business. Uh, and then in 2002, we, we bought into a, to a major franchise. But as an independent, we always struggled for brand awareness. And, and I know some guys, they, they got it down and, and, and it's, it's second nature to them. But I always thought that we struggled as an independent getting our brand out there. We, we bought into a franchise system, Service Master. Yep. Did that for about 18 years. And uh, we, we recently sold it the last year and a half. Okay. And even even as a franchise system, we, we saw that we still had some brain awareness issues. You know, uh, you, you walk into a job site and you know, uh, you see the till equipment, you know, it's service master. You see the green equipment, you know, it's uh Surpro or the red equipment is, is pure clean and so on. Yeah. Homeowners don't care, you know? So we came up with this fast flat tubing to go in voids. And now you have 30 inch logo and in the, in the limelight there. So, right. so it's really unique and it, and it functions. Well, and I think that's important, especially when, you know, we're on these jobs now and I know you guys are, I now I have a whole bunch of questions because now we're talking about, you know, business from 1980 to now. <laughs> I mean, how much has the industry changed on a scale of one to 10? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brad, I'll let you elaborate on some of this. Yeah, you know, so there's a local company that's been around longer than we have. And we met with the owners last week. They, okay. they bought some of our pumps and fast flat tubing. And yeah. we were laughing and joking about some of the process of the way we did water damage in the 1980s, how we would have to tack the carpet down and, and 
put a stick under it and float the carpet. And some people still do that today and they're successful with it. But just through the years, you know, we, we bought the extreme extraction machine when it first came out, loaded oh, yeah. the vortex top down in place drying and, you know, implemented the right equipment. So, um, the biggest change that, that, well, I mean, there's several, um, but just one being the dehumidifiers, you know, we used to set them on top of a fit on a stand on top of a 55 gallon trash barrel. And you're really not getting the moisture out of the air. You're just relocating it to the trash barrel. It's, right. it's still in the environment where now, obviously they pump out and go down a drain. Um, you know, the air movers we've seen, we, we still have about 10 of our original air movers from 1980. And those, you know, the big three quarter, half horse, you know, 10 to 12 amps. And now, now they've gotten down to where they're moving is more air at one and a half to four amps. And where, you know, you're able to put more on a job. So, right. We've seen a lot of changes, all the truck mounts, and anybody that's been doing it long enough probably has a lot better story than I do. So, but we just, it's this industry is second nature to us because you know, I was going out on the truck when I was 11 years old to help clean vacant apartments. I was the guy that raked the carpet. And yeah, so we've, we've seen it change over the last 40 years and for, for the better. Oh, that's, I, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine all the, the differences and things that, you know, as far as just technology and process and education and everything that's come out. But what I was kind of alluding to was, was, you know, even in today with the, a lot of stuff happening on social media and then with pictures and, yes. and yeah, so that, that kind of brand awareness and that logo, you know, when you get a 30 inch logo in your picture of a drying job, that's. Yeah. It's it's a powerful image for branding on on social media for sure. Oh, absolutely. So now, when you guys, so you get started in in I mean, nineteen eighty. How old are you guys in nineteen eighty? I was seven. Ten and ten. Seven. Ten and seven. Seven. So this yeah. was, was this dad's business that he started. You know, it's kind of like I, I tell a lot of people. I mean, we might as well have grown up on a farm. You know, yeah. You, you, your parents, they have, they have kids and run the tractors and, and, and run the implements on the farm, you know? And, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's what we do. You know, our parents started a carpet cleaning business that's, that went into water and, and, and it grew into fire damage uh, restoration. Yeah. And, but yeah, as seven to 10 year olds, I'm out there with dad pulling hoses, keep them out of his way so he can clean carpet. Or, you know, when we got to middle school, we, we uh, graduated to pulling wet pad out of homes. You know, so <laughs> yeah, you graduated. Once you were strong enough, you grad. Yeah, you got a promotion. Here's some wet pad. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was definitely child labor at its best for sure. You know, oh, that's fun. I just had on the podcast before you guys, Mark Springer with uh, uh, Day Spring Restoration and and president of the RIA, and we, he was talking about the same thing. So I mean, same thing. Him and his brothers, you know, from age ten out there doing whatever they could to help dad and his business. And I, and I told him, I said, there's a lot of overlap with, you know, my dad started his electrical business in 91. And so we do the math in 91. I'm like 11 years old. And uh, before that he worked for grandpa's business. So yeah, I remember, I remember being out on jobs and installing plugs and switches at like 10 and you know the homeowners are over my shoulder, like, "Are you sure he knows what he's doing?" And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's we, fun. We we know that feeling of you know go, going into a house as a fourteen year old. The homeowners are very yeah, right. <laughs> but at at eleven o'clock at night, it's hard to find help a lot of times. And if guys wouldn't answer their phone or show up to help, we were we were there. So. You were there, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So about what, so 1980s years working with, with dad, at what point does, or is dad still involved, but did, did he make a transition out? And now you guys, what time, you know, what's, what's kind of the next steps for the business and your involvement? Yeah. So, so when we bought into service master, well, first off, let me back up a second. Sure. Uh, when we're, when my brother and I were in college, you know, dad would let us come home. We'd come home in the summer times and he put us to work and, and, and we would make money and that would be our money for the next semester and whatnot. Yeah. And when, when we got out of college in the, the early mid nineties, 
he gave us an opportunity to make money in the business, you know, because you grow up around something, you don't really like it. You get tired of it because you're like, you're having to do it. Right. Yeah. But when he, when he let us put skin in the game and he allowed us to start making money at it, then it, it, that's where it really started changing for us in the, in the mid nineties. And, uh, and of course, you know, we wanted to, to grow our business more. So at the time we, we started looking at the franchise systems and we bought a service master and we, okay. you know, we went from a two truck operation with my brother and I doing all this work to 36 employees, you know, and, wow. and, and then we would travel the country. We, we, you know, this is the first time in 20 years I haven't traveled and it's really nice. I mean, if we were still in it, I would be down on the Gulf Coast somewhere setting up generators or deskins and things like that. So right. it just kind of evolved into what it was. And we, we kind of hit a, hit a point where we weren't having fun in it anymore, you know, and it's a grind. I mean, uh, these guys who run these restoration companies, uh, it, it's tough. It's, it's a tough business. I mean, you know, you're, you're, it's a juggling act. You're, you're dealing with a homeowner and their crisis and, and then at the same time, you're trying to collect money from, from adjusters and, and you, you got a balancing act going on there. And, yeah. and then you're dealing with employees and, and, and whatnot. So there's a lot of moving parts in running the business and, and those guys, it's not easy for them. So. No, absolutely. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, a, that's exactly right. There's so many, so many of the moving parts, but then so like, I think it's, it's so many moving parts that are all detrimental to your business too where it isn't just like you can just focus on, you know, it's not just that you can focus on one. I remember, I remember I read a book called, you know, the one thing you got to look at the one thing and focus on that. And it's like, well, no, you got, you guys have three things all of the time that are always, <laughs> that are always focusing on. Um, well, I will say what, one of, one of the things that I felt that gave us an advantage was the, uh, you know, growing up in the business and, and doing the things that are, that we're sending our texts and, and, and project managers into, you know, we, we did all that, you You've know? So yeah. it, there's a lot of, a lot to be said about that, you know? So. Oh, sure. Yeah. You guys have that, that hands-on experience that you can bring, mm -hmm. that you bring with you and, and yeah. And you can, you can get in there with the techs and, and you've been there before you, you know oh, what yeah. they're going through. Cause you went through it also. And I think that that comes along, not even just with experience and being able to, to help your techs, but then you get some respect from your, from your techs. Cause they know that you've, that you've been there, but then also you get that insight to where you know how they feel because you felt it. So you can, you can kind of help them along with that also. Yeah, sure enough. And we, we have a lot of respect for, some of these restoration companies that start up with just one owner. Uh, we, we were fortunate enough for Sammy and I to both be there along with our parents and okay. they would help with the phones and Sammy could split up and go to a water loss where I would go to the fire damages. So, you know, we, we have a lot of respect for the individuals that get into this business because oh, sure. it, like Sammy said earlier, it, it is a daily grind. Well, I would say like you with your guys' company too, I mean, that's a leadership team right there. You, you know, with you and your family, um, it isn't even just somebody and four employees. I mean, that's four, that's four leaders in the company coming together with yeah. common goals and, and the mindset and growing in. And, and uh, yeah, that's definitely, that would, so just to your point, that's a, that would be a lot easier than, than yeah, just the single owner operator trying to swing it on his own. Oh yeah. So now yeah, and, and we had to show by example a lot of times, you know, new employee wouldn't want to crawl under the, in the cross space. And we're like, Hey, you know, get out of the way. I'll go down there and do it. Cause we're, we're we always had the mindset. We weren't going to ask an employee to do anything that we haven't already done ourselves. Right. No, I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now at what point do you guys, so, you, so we got, we got, you know, you're in the company. Well, let's, let me ask you, is dad still involved or did he, is he transitioned out now? Well, I guess you guys sold. So he, obviously he's transitioned out. What, so how did yeah, that work? So in 2017, when, when, when Harvey, when Hurricane Harvey hit, mm -hmm. we were already that earlier that year, we were already talking about selling the business and, uh, you know, Harvey hit, we, we, we all go down there and, and, and we did really well down in Harvey and, and, uh, we, we break down from Harvey we come back home and we had a, a major fire, uh, 
very large courthouse here in town. Uh, and during that process as we're doing this, this fire damage and this large commercial loss, we were approached on, on selling the business. And so we're running this, this project that pretty much took all of 2018 to complete. And uh, we sold the business as we're doing that, that loss. And, and so our parents, they, they, they're retired. So they're, they're doing their own thing as far as, uh, as retirement goes, but we see them, we talk to them daily and, and uh, our new venture, uh, of course, dad gives a lot of input on this because his, his experiences in, in this industry are, you know, they're just as vast as ours. Right. So, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, so mom and dad, they're retired. They're having fun doing their thing now. That's their next, their next venture. But then your guys' next venture, you said, well, if we're not crawling in crawl spaces, let's, <laughs> let's put a logo on something. Let's build a product. Well, over the years, having, you know, you know, growing up in the business, being a part of it, we're always striving to make our guys more efficient and mm -hmm. to speed them up a little bit here and there. You know, Brad mentioned about the uh, Kurt Bolden's Hydro Extreme, uh, Hydro X Extreme yep. Extractor. Yep. That was a huge game changer when that came out. You know, that was like having two extra employees on a, on a job. You know, you you plug your vacuum up to the, to, to the weighted extractor and, and you pull the trigger and you're, you're crawling across the floor and you're, you're not having to bend over and pull pad and whatnot. So, you know, we're always looking we're always looking for products like that to implement in our business, to, to give us an edge yeah. and to help our bottom line. And, you know, you know, over the years, we've talked about these different products that we brought to market and uh, you know, they're, they're, there's uses for these things, you know? So it's, uh, if I can save a technician four or five, six minutes of setting up lay flat tubing on an air mover and have them set it up in four to five seconds, yeah. that's a win for me, you know? And then of course we have our, um, brow let you talk a little bit about our pump. Uh, another product we call the DH pump 6.1. Okay. So, so yeah, Jared. Um, once we sold the business and got out of it, we uh, were just like, "Well, we we just started thinking of all these ideas. What would have made our guys more efficient in the field?" So that's where we came up with the name "Efficient Drying Systems" for our business. And Wait, what was know, the name we, again? Efficient Drying Systems. Efficient Drying Systems. Got it. Yes, and so you know when when you're in the daily grind doing doing water losses and fire damages every day we weren't thinking of of new products to make our guys faster we were you know it was more about logistics to get them from a to b and on to the next job sure. and making sure the trucks were running properly make sure equipment was was cleaned properly and so on and so on so <laughs> making sure the bill the, the invoice is billed in a timely manner also <laughs> yeah yeah so so the what sammy just mentioned the the pump box we call it the dh pump 6.1 and what that is is a it's it's like a pump station for dehumidifiers so we put it's got six quick connects on it and you put the the other end of the quick connect on the dehumidifier hose and you can just plug them in and so uh, just imagine if you're on on any set any water loss commercial or residential the, these the drain hoses on dehumidifiers are sometimes cut down to 20 feet because they may get damaged or pinched and technicians will cut them down and but they're really designed to pump 30 to 40 feet and okay. so just for example like on a commercial water loss at the the closest drain is a hundred feet away from where the water loss is. Right. Cur currently restoration companies pump their dehumidifiers into 55 gallon barrels, which requires emptying those once or twice a day. So you have to send labor to, to the water loss, but put, pull the hoses out of all the water, put them in a, a another barrel, just in case they purge while you're emptying the barrel. Then you got to roll it outside and dump it. And, and I've heard of people having, you know, five to a hundred 
trash barrels on a job that they're having to empty daily. And that just slows your, your work labor down. It, yeah. It's where you can have guys on other projects, but instead they're emptying 30 barrels one day. So this, the pump that we've come up with will, uh, it, it has the capacity to pump 150 gallons per hour, 130 to 150. Um, so we, we can plug six dehumidifiers into it. And then this pump has the capability of pumping 150 feet away. So okay. there's always a drain within 150 feet of any loss we've ever worked before. And okay. so this pump eliminates the trash barrels and speeds your employees up. It serves a purpose, and just like the fast flat drying tubes that we sell, these can be, you know, logoed. You can have your brand put on these. So, brand awareness, saving on labor, um, and and they come in multiple colors. Yeah, that was what I just saw when I looked at the the most recent flyer. Was the availability for more colors? Because I've always seen them um, yellow, and obviously you guys service master, but you know I, that's the pictures that I've seen for the last couple of years have, have all been all been yellow. And then, uh, so yeah, when you guys sent over the new flyers and stuff before the podcast and uh, getting to see the other colors that you guys have come up with and the product just, I mean, it looks sharp. It looks really good. It's, it, you guys have done a great job. Thank you. Thank you. So and, that, and one thing about our, our pump is it, it draws an amp and a half. So 1.5 amps, it's not like a, a power sucker. But, yeah. you know, and it serves a purpose. And one of the things what we're finding out, you know, we originally designed this, like Brad was saying, was uh, to, to eliminate the trash cans, right? Yep. Um, of having to dump the, the trash cans. What we're finding out and what we're learning from the guys who've been purchasing these from us is that now they're setting these things up in residential settings. So instead of having... You know, if you're on a residential loss and you, you have four or five uh, dehumidifiers and you're now you can manage your, your drain hoses to one location and then from there you're going to one sink. Interesting. Uh, you're not bottlenecking a sink with three or four drain hoses from a dehumidifier, you know, and, and it kind of goes back to how the industry has changed so much. Uh, over the years, you know, the, the dehumidifiers are more compact or smaller. And we, we see a lot of guys are not, they're not putting those XLDUs in there. They're, they're putting the large ones in there. Um, so it, it's, they're putting more dehumidification or more dehumidifiers with the same pints and, and whatnot on your, on the, on the removal for, for that specific job. Yeah. So, so it's pretty unique how guys are using this, our pump station. You know, and I think that's cool. You know, we're 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 not trying to uh, change drying strategies because that's a big thing. That's real. You know, you start walking to a, a restoration company and they're used to using this type of equipment. And hey, I got this new thing now. You know, it, a lot of guys are they don't like hearing that. They're they're set in their ways. Hey, I know this works for me, and we're just trying to add to their toolbox right. to make their job easier. Right. Well, and, and yeah, you, I, I think it's been fun. Sam, it's been fun to talk to you over the past couple of years uh, and, and about your journey with the, with the products, because it like everything that you say, I'm, I'm just going, yep, I did that. Yep. I had that happen. Yep. I, you know, I can't, I remember, I remember, you know, come out with this, this little plastic power box, you know, that's 30 amps. And the entire industry is used to a big metal 50 amp mm. power box. And every, like, I remember people like openly laughing at it. I mean, just no one's going to buy that little thing. We don't use that little thing. And, and you start, you know, educate, put the education behind it. And then as soon as someone would, would stand at the booth for five minutes and actually have a conversation with me and we talk about it and we talk about the specs and why it's built this way and why it's made out of plastic because it's safer and, it, you know, the grounding issues. And, and then they're like, Oh, oh, well, I'll try it. And it, but you know, it was so slow moving. Um, and I've said it, I've said it before. I'm sure people have heard me. I hated going to trade shows. I remember, I remember packing my bag, just going, well, here, like, I'm just going to go argue with people for the next three days and pay $6,000 to do it. This is going to be fun. I mean, it was, I hated them. And it was, and it was, it was just getting that person to, to, 
kind of be open to change, step out of their ways. Just because we've done it a certain way forever doesn't mean we can't do oh, it yeah. a new way and that that new way is going to be better. See, that, that, that kind of reminds me of like when uh, – when Kurt Bolton came out with the, the extreme extractor and, and the vortex drying and, and you know, the, the Chuck the balls of the world and, and training there. I mean, yeah. there's a huge, there was a big learning curve, you know, and, and, and then you had to convince the adjuster or, you know, you got to convince the homeowner first, and then you got to convince the adjuster. And it, there was a, it, t- it took several years on, on that when we're, you know, when we started using the, doing the top down line. Right. So, yeah, and this and that's no. I was just saying that and that's been fun too, watching the just the drying process and what can be dry versus what used to be thrown away and and how it's done. Uh yeah, like you're like the Chuck DeWalds, the the Kurt Boldens, uh, you know, those people coming in and really changing the game, but they and they just they just experimented and they practiced and they flooded stuff and dried it and they and they found out what worked better. They didn't listen to what the industry was doing. They wanted to do it completely different. They wanted to do it. They wanted to change it up. They wanted to make it better, do it different. And really they had, they had no restrictions. I think they were just so open-minded to try anything that is, it really left them with unlimited possibilities. And they found some very, very new and innovative ways to get things done. Yeah. Oh, it's been you know, one other thing, I mean, one of the trends that we've noticed the last 20 years is the focus has been more on the real-time billing and, and, and the technology side of, you know, of, of gathering that information. But at the end of the day, you can do all that, and, and that's, a, that's huge. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, that's got to happen. But there's still labor that has to produce the job. And that's what we're trying to, to accomplish here is to speed those guys up without them even knowing it with our products. Sure. Sure. You know, we were so focused on being more on a commercial setting and a local company here just purchased seven of them. And during our, our meeting, uh, one of the owners just made the comment. He said, you know, I'm going to use this pump on all my residential jobs just to, avoid having to drain dehumidifiers in the kitchen sink because that's that's where most of your activity is is the kitchen and living room sure so you know his thought process was i'm going to take these dehumidifiers and get them out of the middle of the floor go around the edges of the walls hook up to that pump and then the pump is a heavy duty hose it, it won't pierce by just stepping on it yeah you know like like some of these thinner dehumidifier drain hoses will sure and, you know, and that's always a, a, a liability there, too, because if, if the hose gets pierced, you know, a kid rolls the toilet over it or whatever, it, it, the deal will drain out on the floor. Right. And we've had that happen a couple of times, and I'm sure everybody in this industry had it happen to them at one time or another. So by having the heavy-duty hose, you know, go down a hallway to a, a bathroom that's out of the way to, to drain all your dehumidifiers into Sure. Yeah, you're not you're not as limited to you know basically your drain source. Now you you can pick the best drain source and go there, making it more convenient for the homeowner while they're while you're in their house and while you're you're doing your job to restore it. Yes. Well, well and one other thing uh, that's positive about our pump is now your the sinks and the drains aren't dictating where you're placing your dehumidifiers. Right. So, you know, that, that's where you're limited to the 30 to 40 feet on the, on your drain hose. And like Brad said, you know, text, they cut them down. They, you know. Yeah. It just gives you, it gives you more possibilities. You're doing a better job. You're able yes. to. One, one of the other products we have is, is what we call a drain cane. And it's all that is, is a hook with a quick connect that you could quick connect your dehumidifier hose directly to. So instead of putting your hose, your drain hose in the sink or wrapping around the faucet down the drain, which is where you get all the food and food and dirty water and toothpaste, this hook allows you to just hook it over the side of the sink where it's out of the, the you know, and anything that's going to spill or, or get poured on it. Yeah, I just saw that. I just saw that today when I opened the fire. That was the first time I had seen the drain cane. Um, 
And it, it is. I mean, it, I mean, think of like a walking cane with a hook on it, uh, just for the listeners who haven't seen it. And, yeah, you take the hook. It, it, it's, it's a hollow tube, hollow cane, but, the, but it hooks right over the edge of the sink. So now it's hanging there. And on the straight end that comes down in the, on the front of the sink, on the front side where the cabinets are, is a quick connect for your, for your dehue. Because I know when, when I was helping um, uh, Chris Laney, and we were doing some drying and stuff. Yeah, we'd always go around the go around the faucet, and we'd try to tie it off. And and most of the time, it would work. Sometimes it, we'd come back, and there was water all over the countertops. And sometimes it didn't work. Um, but yeah, but with this, I saw that drain cane. And I'm going, oh, that's easy. It's just it just hangs there. Gravity keeps it in place, and and the water yes. goes right where it needs to go. Yes, yeah, so we, we've tested it out with our pump. We had a. Um, about four dehumidifiers hooked up to the to the DH pump, and you know just to make sure it's not going to flop out, and it, it right. holds on nice and snug. It, it it hasn't flopped out, and so you know just the weight of the hose pulling on it keeps it in place. To kind of recap, though, so you guys have the the three products. One is the the dry is it called dry flat? Now I'm forgetting the names of stuff. Uh, it's, it's it's called fast flat. Fast flat. So. Yeah, I say that's what it attaches to your fan. You guys have a, a some sort of, of way to connect it to the fan that's just three seconds quick, and and yes. it's on there. And then you're able to make that. It's reusable. It's washable. Uh, and then you also can get it in different colors. You can put your logo on it, and it's a great way to not only do a good job and save some time with instead of using lay flat also puts that logo on the job and, and really increases some brand awareness. And, and, you know, so it's doing, it's adding value quite a bit, quite a few different ways. Um, and then you have the, the cane that we just talked about, which pretty simple hangs over the sink and just makes your life easier because you're not tying off drains. It's yeah, it's just simpler, cleaner, easier to use that that's awesome and then you have the pump which i think to me the pump is probably as far as a uh it probably adds the most value to the job in in a sense of the old way to do it if you're on a big commercial loss old way you've got your dehue set up when they go to pump the water out you're pumping it into a trash can or a 55 gallon drum now those trash cans and drums need to be emptied uh i mean and one you're not taking the the water off the job. I mean, so that's one, you know, it's go, it's sitting in a, in a can and it's still in the environment. Uh, so you have that. Now you have to have labor to take the, take the barrel off the job. And then I think Brad, you said something I didn't even realize. Yeah. While you're taking it off, your dehues could purge. So you have to have an empty one. Now you have two barrels really that you're working with, or, or, you know, you always are replacing that one, which is just more labor. Um, Empty in barrels, bringing those back to where now you have this one pump set up, run your up to six dehues into this one pump, and now the pump replaces the trash can. It replaces the the employee. It replaces the labor. But I think that's, you know, you may think, oh, it's not that big of a deal to empty a trash can. Well, yeah, but you have to send an employee back to the job that's already running by its, you know, it's, it's running already. And now you have to send an employee back there. So you have drive time just to go empty trash cans also. Or, so I think there's a lot of value in that pump saving a ton of time. But then also, the pump's beautiful. It looks great. It has your logo on it. And now it's sitting there for the customer to see. Or it's sitting there in your in your job site photos instead of a trash can. <laughs> Which, yeah. which yes. looks a whole lot better. Uh, so again, I mean, the value that you guys are are bringing right now um, kind of checks a couple of different boxes for me. And it's, I, man, you got it's it's awesome. I love that you guys are able to to kind of you know think up these things and 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 then not only not only think them up, but you, I mean, you went, you created it, and you again, you brought it to market. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process, and and just you know, a lot of people that have never tried it, they they think it's easy, but you yeah. know, you, first you have to have the idea, then then the prototype, and then and then see where it's cost effective, and then come up with your final design. I I, I think on the pump box we tried about six different designs, and we finally narrowed it down to where we could get the most out of the material that we make it with. Yep, and then to bring it to market like you said that's that's a very tough process and then 
you know, we're, we've, we're, we've gotten in a ramp going to be the main distributor. So we're, we're working on that process now as well. So these, so, yeah, so these are available journey. at a Ramsco. The fast flat tube is okay. Um, they're, they're currently working on the other two. And then, okay. You know, once again, this it's just the way this year has been has really slowed the whole process down with the virus and the hurricanes. So it's we're getting there. Oh, so sure. We're, yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a good point. And that's been my experience, too. Um, you know, I think I think, you know, it's like it's like, oh, if I had a product, we'd sell, we, you know, we'd sell a million of them. Everyone would have them. And I mean, I can remember. I can remember when it, when I when and even even that that prototyping and that process. I mean, I'll I'll go my experience real quick, but then I really do want to hear you know what it's been like for you guys uh, over the last couple of years. But I remember you know once I once I had the idea and then I wanted to to build the prototype and then uh, once we got the prototype done and then getting it, I had to get mine UL tested and and get that UL approved. And then once I got that approval, then I could start production. And then once I had production, then I could actually start trying to sell them and get distribution. And then finally we get national distribution and we're just selling power boxes. And I was like, you know, if we can, if we can get this done, this done, I'm mapping it all out. I'm like, we should have national distribution within a year. Um, it was about four years later that I got national distribution. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, it it's takes, definitely not easy. No. And there, you, know. you know, it's just, you, you think it would be, but um, you know, it's, it just, there's so many things that need to be done, you know, all those, all these little steps in between that, that you don't really think about and all this time and, and yeah, to finally, to finally get it there with a, with a proven product that people want and they're purchasing and, and, you know, your distributions, refilling orders, it takes, it takes a, it took me a long time. I mean, it, it, it did. Yeah. So, yeah. So your guys' experience, you guys have, that was 10 years ago for me. Um, but you know, your guys' experience just recently, you know, how, how kind of was that in, in your, in your thought process through it? I'm sure like, you know, from the time you had this, this idea, um, yeah. What are, what are common, kind of the, the successes, some of the failures, some of the, the changes that happened, some of the, the disappointments, but then I'm sure wow. there's a lot of high fives in there too. And, and yeah, what what was that like for you guys? Well, uh, you know, being in the business on the on the on the restoration side and the mitigation side of the, you know, totally different ball game to what we're doing now. You know, Brad and I would always talk about these different ideas over the years, but we wouldn't do anything with it, right? And then yeah. we we sell the business, we 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 kind of start going a different route, and we start talking about these products that we could have done. So we start trying to make the prototypes, right? And you're like, wait a minute, it's taken me two months just to come up with this. <laughs> and, and you're like, going, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. Yeah. How do I get to the next step? You know, and and, and then the next step after that, you know, like Brad was saying, you know, we we gone through at least six to eight or so prototypes just on our pump. And honestly, I, I, we're at a point now where we have something that, that we feel is, that is great. You know, we bounce it off other restoration companies that guys who've been in the business for a year to guys who've been in the business for 40 plus years. And, you know, so we got something solid now. Yeah. And uh, and that's what we're pushing now. And then, But what's crazy, Jared, is these are just three products that we have we have other working ideas and, and things on paper oh yeah that that are probably just as good or better for for fire industry okay uh, for the fire and smoke cleanup and for the carpet cleaning side of it. it but we need to get these things selling so sure now how long how long ago was was the conversation of hey we should we should build a pump for these defects <clears throat> uh this was uh what almost two years ago brad over well, just right at two years. Okay. Yeah, we were working a, a water loss during uh, right after Hurricane Dorian blew through, and we had to stay on site. So we were in our camper, and you know, it only takes so long to monitor a job. So we had plenty of time on our hands, and you know, our wheels just started turning, and we yeah. just thought of them. And <laughs> and the pump, we actually had a working prototype the next day, and. 
we went and got all the parts at various places and it gave us something to do during the day. And <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so we, we had it up and running the next day. So, but yeah, the process, like Sammy said, is just the design changes, you know, how, what design can we do to get the most out of the material to, to do high volume and not have any waste. And that, that was a, a long process with the pump box. So two years ago, you guys are, are in a hurricane, you're working, you're this idea for a pump, you guys make it. At what point does it turn into, you know, one, one is like, hey, we should make six of these and, and use them in our company. And then the other is, we should try to sell a thousand of these to everyone. How do, well, how do you make that jump? Who, I guess, yeah, tell, walk me through that. Okay, so so Tony Romeo, who... He, he's a he, he works for Ransco, so yep. so Tony. Uh, we've known Tony since golly, uh, nineteen since we were kids. You know, Tony used to be in Dallas. Okay, uh, he's he, he's in Pensacola. Um, he comes back and forth. He's got a, his son son and daughter in law grand grandkids live here in Fort Worth. So we caught Tony at a Ransco last yeah. year, you know whenever this was a year and a half or two ago, and we walk in there and we, we flop it on the table and he immediately knew what it was. Yeah. And he was like, this is what this is going to do. Right. And I'm like, exactly. And, and then we showed him our fast flat, you know, we had working prototypes on that. And, and then we showed him our drinking and it was kind of like, wait a minute, here's three products that don't exist. So you had all three of them at pretty much the same time. (laughs) I mean, is that all of them going at the same time? Pretty much. Okay. Yes. And, and, uh, and, and it was, so it's been overwhelming. You know, we would focus on one product for, you know, six to eight weeks and, and try to get it where we wanted it to go. Yeah. Ship over to this other product. And then we'd have to come back to the other product. You know, it was just kind of like we're zigzagging all over the place. And then we finally got to a point where, hey, we got finished products now. <laughs> and we have systems in place now. Yeah. Where we can take orders and we can ship and, and, you know, we can do any, you know, Jared's uh, restoration service logo. We can put that on a blue tube, but we can put it on a yellow or a green tube, you know? And so we've got all these capabilities now and, and it's been pretty, pretty cool to see it all evolve. So it's, I mean, you kind of went to Tony. Did you, did you already know you were taking it national or you were kind of like, let's go run it past Tony and see what he thinks. Yeah, so we, we, we met with Tony, and, and, and they had one of their other sales guys there, David Swint. And, yep. you know, Dave, uh, David Swint's been in the business for a while, and he made a comment and uh, about our pump and said, hey, you know, wh- what do you think about having this overhang to protect the quick necks? And so it made sense. We, we took that, that information. We redesigned cool. our, our, our pump. And so w- we listened to people, what they have to say. Yeah. You know, on our drain cane, the first one that we had was about three feet long, two and a half, three feet long. And we're bouncing off the service master down in U.S., uh, Max Koontz. And he said, man, I like it, but it's just too long. How do you, can you shorten it up? So we took that information, you know. So, you know, we we listen to what what the restorers are saying, and then we're trying to implement that into our product. So. Oh, that's... And then, of course, some guys, some some guys are throwing out all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff, and you're like, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've 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 heard those same things. Definitely, some people are going to have some ideas that are gonna that are gonna help. But um, yeah, some of the, some of the other times, you just you just smile and nod and wait for the conversation to end. <laughs> it kind of it kind of reminds me when when. <laughs> You know, when we were a service master, I, we had generators and desks on trailers and whatnot. And, and of course, we'd have our own jobs that we'd set up uh, that equipment. But I would go to other service masters throughout the country, and I'd set up on their job sites, and I'd walk to their job, and I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. i got to implement what they're doing on this on, on our next big loss. Yeah. And then I'd go set up at somewhere else, and I'd walk in there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's this guy doing? You know, so it's sure. kind of like, you know, we, we listen to people and we, we, we're always evolving on what we're doing too. So, yeah, no, that's, that's great. I think, uh, I mean, that innovation side, I mean, that's, and that's what you guys are going to see next, I'm sure. I mean, it, well, and then especially you guys have even more products that you're working on, but um, I mean, in 10 years, 
to my product in 10 years, there's been four pretty significant changes made, you know, to make it better. And, uh, and right now, you know, we're looking at, at doing, doing something else again, uh, you know, we get some feedback from people. We look at different situations like, you know, if we did this, we could make it better. So, um, yeah, you guys are going to see that too. And that's, and that's fun. I, I think it's, it's fun for me. I'm excited to always innovate, do something better. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you're going to, you're going to see that too. You know, Sam, you and I have been, have talked, uh, a couple of times and it was it was kind of fun you just you called me up uh just kind of out of the blue and was like hey i've got a product and i've got some questions for you if you could take some time to answer them and i was like sure what you got let's talk and, uh, and hopefully hopefully i've been able to help a little bit with uh with you guys and kind of navigating the process but so you're you know you're with tony um what is it what is I guess what's the the process from from talking to Tony to getting something into distribution? Okay, well, okay, so we showed our products to Tony Romeo, and he put us in contact with Peter Kern at a Ramscope. Yep, and uh, mm-hmm. and then from there, uh, Michael Alfonte got involved uh, with a Ramscope. Yep, and uh, and then uh, Ron, uh, Ron Colling got involved. Okay, and so and then we have a pandemic. And then we <laughs> so you know so they they asked us to come to nexus and, and we set up out there and and yeah, uh, i saw you guys around march 8th or 10th somewhere around there and you know we did really well out there i mean our our products people liked them and they had a lot of questions and we answered them and and uh so we left there feeling really good and uh a few days later, the world shuts down. So, right. you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, but you know, we all have a COVID story, right. You know, and, and we're, we're one of millions of stories that are, you know, it's affected us. And, and, and then we go into production, right. So, so we, we start filling an, an order with a Ramsco on our fast flat okay. and we couldn't, we, could, we couldn't get our raw material uh, because they were making gowns and, they're making gowns oh, and they're making face masks out of our material. And, okay. and, uh, so, so the, yeah, but now we're on track. Yeah. It was definitely one obstacle after another and, you know, just getting some parts for the pump. Okay. Yeah. They've got it in stock, but it's going to be three weeks before it gets here. Yeah. So we, we ran across a lot of that. We ran, yeah, we, I would say uh, on our side, we ran into that with breakers. Uh, breakers coming out of, I think it was, I think it was Mexico and factories just shut down. There's like, yeah, it's three months. You're like, Oh, usually, <laughs> usually it's like three days, but okay. Three months now. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. COVID COVID. So that, that kind of puts a, a little bit of a wrench in things, but now is it, are things coming back on track a little bit or, or, or is COVID still kind of messing with stuff or, or are you guys kind of, where's the direction right now? A little bit, you know, so we started seeing, a, of course, we're here in Texas. So, so uh, Texas started opening up and, uh, you know, so probably around June, July, you know, we started talking to more people and we were able to visit with people and, and our orders since then have been really steady and, uh, okay. and gaining, gaining traction. So it's, uh, so we're, we're moving product. We're, we're moving quite a bit, but it's just been more of a, a local regional top thing okay and uh you know we're just trying to get it out there so as yeah, far as getting materials materials are coming in and available now well as far as material we're, we're not having any issues now on our, on the uh, material yeah. side of things so probably the biggest impact that hit us is the trade shows can- canceling we were we were scheduled for 10 or 11 yeah and so you know they all had to cancel and you know, it, it is what it is. This is affecting every every single person in the country. So we, you know, we, we don't feel like, oh, poor me. You know, we, the restoration industry, there's going to be fire and water damage no matter what's going on in the economy or yep. pandemic or whatever. So we're, we're fortunate for that. And, but yes, it did slow us down. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, well, I think it's, I think it just kind of paused, just paused things because it'll, it'll, yeah. uh, those shows are going to come back. And, and, uh, and that was such a great way for me to get my product out there initially was to go, go to those shows and, and see people. Cause I think your product too, you almost got to put your hands on it to really appreciate it. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we, 
we've called some companies where we may know somebody that knows somebody there and they they seem a little bit interested and then you know if we're able to set up a meeting and we bring the products to them you know there's kind of a wow factor there that just from everybody's reactions and yeah everybody that's put their hands on it has placed an order <laughs> well and also we've we've had to learn how to zoom okay so i mean we, we used to <laughs> we not had, zoom back in the day you know love it. we so had we to learn how to zoom <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey man, my, my technology dates back to the apple IIe so yeah this is all new to me as well <laughs> i missed that generation on the computer Hey, I'm I'm about right there too. So I mean, yeah, I I also I also had to learn how to zoom this year. I did. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It's been fun. So, so now what's kind of what's kind of next for you guys? Because you're you're completely out of the restoration, like like uh, as far as um, contractors now, correct? I mean, the, the the business is sold. You guys are are kind of out on. You're doing. I mean, this is a whole new venture, but it has a hundred percent of your attention. Absolutely, it does. You know, uh, with all the hurricanes that have been going on in the Gulf Coast, yeah, and you know, we have contacts all over the country. You know, we could have easily went down there and worked, uh, but we're we're out of that side of it. You know, uh, both of us were asked to go down and consult on some different losses. Yeah, and it, like I said, is it's been nice not have to travel like that. You know, uh, we've done it for twenty years uh, on that type of traveling and. This is really nice not to have to go down on, you know, stay in a travel trailer or stay in a hotel and yeah. for weeks on end or months on end, you know. So, no, this is 100% of our attention is, is towards these products. Yeah, and we can, you know, since we've been in the business, we can relate to these restoration guys. And it that helps sell the product. And, you know, the, all these restoration guys, they're – most of the ones that I know, and, and, and I hope it's this way across the board, but most of them are very compassionate because they're going into a home or a business. And, I think you have to you know, be. The, yeah. Yeah. Their homeowners are distraught. They've had a flood. They've had a fire. And so these guys are real easy to talk to. And, you know, we, we know they have a tough job and it's, it's hard to, hard to set up appointments every once in a while because they get busy. And, you know, we know when we have, Yep. frozen pipes or a hurricane we're moving all different directions and we don't have time to talk to sales guys but you know it's just part of it yeah i know that i know when i was when i was kind of starting out uh before before i had distribution and i was going i was basically just going door to door um but same kind of thing was my, my strategy one you know same similar thing that you guys are doing where you had if you if you didn't get your hands on a flyer didn't sell a power box but when i dropped off the whole kit in a bag and you and you saw how heavy you know it's only thirty pounds and it's this and it's just small, you know it, you had to see it to appreciate it. But at the same time, you know you could you could go door to door twenty places in a day, and maybe two people are in the office. Everybody else is they're busy, they're working, they're doing something, or you know, or they just don't have time. You know, they're they're busy. Uh, yeah. My my strategy was. I drop. I would just drop it off and just be like, "I'm just going to leave this here. I'll be back next week to get it." Um, but you know, just when, I know everybody's busy, but whenever they have time, if they can just look at it, and uh, you know, I'd say about fifty percent of the time when I came back to pick it up, they had it on a job, like they were <laughs> they were using yeah. it, and uh, and that was that was really when when kind of my sales really started to increase and I really started to started to get some traction in the market. Now this is small, you know, but I had a lot of room to grow. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a strategy that I used. It worked out real well. Um, but obviously, I mean, that's not going to work for every single product, but, but that was what, what I did. Yeah. And, and you know, like we, like we've been talking about with, with the virus closing the trade shows down, that, that was going to be our main venue to, to push this, you know, just, just being at a, you know, with the virus not being able to go into businesses and respecting their space, you know, we've had to get really right. creative with this and how do we get this out there? And so, which is, we're still working on that now. So it's, it's definitely part of the process. That's probably the hardest part of the process. So now what's kind of, what's kind of next for you guys? What are you, what are you looking for? I mean, we're 2020 is starting to wrap up. Thank God. 
I'm ready to go to a different year. But you know, as you're as we're going into into 2021, um, yeah, what's what's your guys's kind of next steps? What are you guys focusing on? Well, I, you know, one of it is, is number one, trying to get these products out, get them moving. But then, like Sammy mentioned earlier, we've got nine other products in line to to get out there and and it's a slow process we're going to be working on one at a time yeah and hope hope hoping the trade shows open where we can get out and so people can see this face to face um so you know just just working on our products and making sure uh, manufacturing and shipping and everything's going smooth yep so it's you know it's it's gaining traction we're doing we're, we're we're we've got quite a bit of sales going on and you know it's it's exciting for us because it, when there's an order place and we deliver these guys are excited to get these products yeah and it, so it's just a whole different mentality being on this side as opposed to walking into a fire damage with with upset homeowners so sure sure yeah yeah so now do you guys do you guys have any downtime what are what are well i guess let's do this i don't know that i don't, I don't know that downtime is the right word, but if you guys aren't working, what are what are some of your other passions? What are you enjoying? What are you going out and doing to to maybe blow off steam or just uh, enjoy life a little bit? Well, I, I can tell you this, Jared. I have four kids at home. Right? There you go. So there's never there's never a dull <laughs> moment in my household. I can I can say that, and, and, and that's why you know I, I've said I'm I'm so glad I, I haven't had to travel this year. Sure. You know uh, the hurricanes. So, you know, and we're doing in-school learning, you know, now they're doing this hybrid learning where they may go to school every other day and then they're at home. So it's like, okay, I'll tell my wife, I'm like, what do we have this morning? Because this is crazy, <laughs> you know? So, so, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my family at home and, and, and I enjoy my kids. And, Good. and uh, so, yeah, we're, we're busy all the time. I say I don't I don't envy that. My son graduated uh this year in twenty twenty, thank goodness. And he and he actually he graduated early. So he graduated in January before any of the COVID stuff and I was just like, Oh my gosh, we we really dodged one there. That was good. That was good for me. But yeah, with you guys, four kids and, and yeah, you're a busy guy, Sam. You got a lot going yeah. on. You don't have time to do anything except just do yeah, you go hey, go home and do kids. This is why we need people to buy our products. <laughs> Brad, what about you? What are you out doing? Well, my wife and I don't have kids, so I get okay. to, you know, she she's from Alabama. She graduated from the University of Alabama. So we, we make a lot of trips back home, see the family. And okay. um, every one of our nieces and nephews are involved in the sport. So we, we split time going to their games. Um, Sammy's daughters are are really good volleyball players and they they play select club volleyball so we enjoy watching that oh and cool i'm an avid racquetball player so you know that's okay that's kind of my outlet um so yeah we we, we travel a lot and we were actually scheduled to travel quite a bit this fall as, as you were too and right so you know it's we we, we stay busy so you just get to be like favorite aunt and uncle. You used to, you used to do all the fun stuff. I, I like to think so. <laughs> that all depends on how much money you're sliding them at the time, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, I guess I mean at this at this point, um, we're we're at the, the at about the hour mark. Is there anything that we that we didn't cover that you guys want to? Anything that you guys want to talk about or, or, I mean, you guys probably got to get going and have other things to do today too. How are you guys feeling? We're good. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we just, we, we appreciate the, the, the time that you're giving us here with the podcast to get our name out there and help promote the products and. Oh, sure. Definitely gets, gets, it's, it, it's, it's nice to talk to other guys in the industry that, you know, have their stories as well. And, you know, and, and that's one thing we're finding out every day is we've got a 40 year history and some of the, some of the customers that we've sold to, they actually call and consult on jobs or want me to give them advice on jobs. And 
they're like, Hey, here's my scenario. They take pictures and I try to help them as much as I can. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times this is the newer franchise systems that, that we made it that we met at the trade show or anybody that's ordered our product online they they want to get to know us a little better and you know letting them know that we we did for all those years what they're doing now it's just it's easy to relate and talk to these guys sure. and of course it may just be a you know they, they may be quizzing us you know want to know what our knowledge is <laughs> I never even thought about that. Now I'm like thinking of the conversations I've had in the past with people. Like, oh, that was actually a quiz. I don't know if I passed that one. No. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, we, just our history, just all the carpet cleaning we've done um, up to huge commercial losses that we, that we progressed and got to and working with other service masters on large projects. It's, that's helpful information to some of the new guys. Oh, sure. Sure. Any of that time you can hand stuff down like that or, you know, I, yeah, I always, I always try to think of, I mean, there's definitely, you know, time that I spend that, that gives me a return for, for dollars, accountable, you know, accountable, trackable dollars. Um, but then there's other, there's other things where I just kind of look at my company. I look at, at the GMS brand uh, and just say, where does this add value to the brand? And, and that's not always trackable dollars, but I mean, this podcast is one of those, those types of things, you know, I, no one, no one pays me to do a, a one hour podcast and then go edit for two hours and, and publish it. I mean, no one, <laughs> I don't get right. a podcast check. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I'm in a position to where me, my company can, can add value, can benefit the, you know, a listener and maybe, maybe they do, you know, Maybe somebody listens to this, and this is, I mean, hopefully what happens, right? Someone listens to this, they learn about the DHU pump, and they buy six of them, and on their next big commercial loss, they get to start, you know, they get to watch money that they're saving, and their job gets easier, and, and, and there, you know, we were able to help, I was able to help someone on their commercial project just through through the podcast and just add value to them. Sure. Um, exactly, and that, and that's where... You know, I, I remember when we were starting out with Service Master. You know, it's it, we would reach out to the bigger franchises for for advice and, or consultation, and we would take that and either run with it or not. Um, so everybody we reached out to helped us, and so we we yeah. like to pass that on to the new guys as well. Absolutely. I mean, Sam, you got you're busy with the kids, Brad. You're you're out running around keeping track of, of nieces and nephews, and and that's I mean that's some that's some fun stuff that you guys got going on. I know that's one thing that I miss. I, I just said my you know my son graduated and he did a lot of travel ball. Uh, he played football, and so you know he's playing football, and where he had turn you know, he probably had six or seven <laughs> tournaments a year, you know, and games and practices and and. Uh, so at one point where it's like, oh, uh, yeah, we're just, you know, it's just family stuff all the time. That was, I had 10 great years of running around watching my son play football. I mean, it was, it yeah. was fun. It was a good time. Well, yeah, it, I mean, that, and that's time you can't get back either, you know. I mean, it's, uh, you got to enjoy it while they're younger and, and, and try to guide those kids in the right direction, you know. And, and but, um, yeah. yeah, we, there, like I said, there's never a dull moment in my household, you know. <laughs> And Jared, we, we come from a long line of uh, football players. Our, my dad, our uncles all played in college. Sammy and I both got to play in college. And Oh, wow. So, so yeah, we had a fun time. Uh, we were both field goal kickers. So. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a fun time, man. So, have, being able to experience that and have those great memories and then now see all the nieces and nephews and like yeah. your son getting to experience that is it's really really great oh it's fun yeah. yeah it's just it's just such a it's a fun it's a good time and then you you know then you get with some other parents and and uh yeah it just becomes your own little i mean I'm, i miss my football family yeah definitely but everybody everybody there's one thing everybody does is they grow up they that time is not going to stop and now Sam or yeah, Sam. I'm happy you're able to uh, to get some time right now and and get with your you know yeah. spend it with the kids and stop traveling so much. That's that's good. That's good for you. Hey, I, I don't mind the traveling. It's just the the, the conditions that we're living in when you're in a you know a Hurricane <laughs> right. Katrina situation or or uh, you know the uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, when you know when that flooded. You know, so it's just 
we always like to stay on our job sites. So, you know, we would, we have a, this old travel trailer that, golly, it's been all over the country. I don't know how many miles it has on it, but, but that's how we would, you know, uh, that's how we would travel to these hurricanes and, and whatnot. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's also next to impossible to get a hotel room that's nearby. Right. So, you know. Yeah, Jared, probably the, the, the longest trip we took, we, there were some McDonald's that flooded in, uh, in New York during Hurricane Sandy, and they were very large buildings. And okay. So Sammy and I spent 21 days in a McDonald's parking lot, and, you know, had had cooked out on Thanksgiving Day in, in a McDonald's parking lot on a very busy intersection. So, you know, everybody's got their, their war stories, and that's that's one of them right there was pulling the camper 32 hours to stay in a dirty McDonald's parking lot for 21 days. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you guys definitely have, you know, your experiences and that's what helps in, in going into these products and makes them so valuable is you guys do yeah. have that experience. Yeah. Well, I know I'm excited to see what you guys have, you know, coming out next. I'm, I'm excited. You know, these products that you guys have already launched, they're just in the beginning of, of really getting out there and getting into the industry and, and getting people to use them. But then the new stuff you guys have on the way, um, you know, I can definitely see a, a, a podcast part two somewhere down the line where, where we're talking about everything we talked about today, but then the new stuff that you guys have not coming out, if you're, if you'd be willing to come back and talk with us again. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Well, that's awesome. I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up with that. Um, Guys, I really appreciate the time you spent and, uh, and and took with me on the phone today and talking about what you guys are doing, you know, how, how those products, not only the products, but how those products come to market and, how, and your journey in that. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate you having us. All right. Well, then, until next time, you guys take care, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Great. Thank you.